Hi, welcome to Menopause Buddies. My name is Annie. I've set up Menopause Buddies with the aim of being a buddy to women starting on their perimenopause journey. It's a place where women can listen to other women sharing their experiences, what symptoms they had, how they coped and what therapies and strategies they've used to get through it. Join me every Sunday evening when I speak to a woman about her personal journey. In this week's podcast, I'm joined by two women. First up is Louise. Louise tells us her story of how the menopause affected her ability to work and in fact led to her leaving work. And then we're joined by Siobhan, who also shares her menopause journey, but also looks at it from an HR perspective and gives advice on how companies, especially smaller companies, can help retain women at this stage of life. But first up is Louise. Hi, Louise. Hi, Annie. How are you? I'm very well. And you? Good, thank you. Great. Um, Louise, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'm a 50-year-old woman, um, married with two lovely grown-up children um, and work full-time um, and started with menopause symptoms oh, probably about five or six years ago now um, and really have educated myself a lot since then because I'm really keen for other people to learn more about what the menopause is all about and how I can help other people and that's sort of where my work has taken me recently. Brilliant. And and why don't you um, delve a bit deeper into that and tell us about your menopause journey? What happened to you? What worked? What, you know, what didn't work? And yeah, your yeah. journey. Yeah, of course. Um, so when I was about probably at 44 or 45, um, I went to my GP, just wasn't feeling myself, feeling a bit down, forgetful. Um, thought, well, maybe it's that menopause, maybe it's not. And they said, no, you're probably just a bit depressed and sent me away with um, antidepressants oh. and told me I was too young. I was like, okay, but nothing really changed the next couple of years. And I thought, oh, well, maybe I'm maybe I'm getting dementia. You know, you joke to yourself, you forget things. Um, and I thought, oh, okay, that's that. Um, and then at work, I started to feel really anxious about things I hadn't felt anxious about before. I was forgetting things. I didn't feel confident at all. Um, and then I moved home to change GPs, went to a new GP and actually said, absolutely, you've got menopause symptoms. And it was such a relief to actually know that I wasn't going mad, yes. um, yeah. you know, um, that I wasn't depressed. I knew I wasn't depressed, just really didn't feel myself at all and couldn't say why. And I think it's really important that GPs are educated. They're getting a lot better now. But for me to be turned away at that point, if I hadn't gone back, you know, where would I be now? I don't know how I would feel. So it's, I think, you know, GPs are getting much better now. But it made all the difference to have a GP, actually, a different one who didn't just dismiss the symptoms and actually wanted to talk and chat through it. And I think, you know, recently, last couple of years, lots of things have been on the TV about menopause, which is really good. Yeah. But even now, when, because I didn't have the traditional oh, hot flashes. I never had that. So I thought, well, it can't be menopause myself. Then, you know, my GP's told me it's not, so it can't be. Yeah. Maybe I've got Alzheimer's or dementia and this is awful. You know, I feel terrible. Um, so that's where I was at. And so to be turned away at that age and if I hadn't gone back, then, you know, you hear all sorts of stories, don't you? So having a really good GP that listens is really helpful. 
Yeah, and I think um, I've said this with other um, people I've spoken to, is that if you don't get the right answer from one doctor, try another one because yeah. there is different. there are different levels of knowledge even at the moment. And, and I think, you know, 44, we now know, we didn't yeah. a few years ago, but that is typical perimenopause age. And we, we know that now, but we didn't really know it then. So, yeah, yeah, that's a key message, isn't it? So, yeah. so, so how did you get on at work then when you were you know, feeling like that, you were feeling anxious and forgetful and... Yeah, I mean, because the first doctor had dismissed it and said, oh, you know, I was depressed, go away sort of thing. I was at work and I just got more and more worse. Obviously, during work and COVID didn't help um, because you were at home on your own, in your own head. Yeah. Uh, you know, so in my head, I thought, oh, I can't do this. I can't work anymore. I can't do this job anymore. I was anxious where I was never anxious before. Um, loss of confidence so with me it was less of physical symptoms more I'd call the mental health symptoms yeah that just made me you know I'd never had panic attacks or anxiety or anything like that before I just thought oh well maybe this is what happens when you get older you just lose your confidence you can't do your job um and that's it so I just thought well I don't know what do I do so actually in the end I did leave work oh wow yeah, um, work with, I, I'm one of these people that doesn't really speak up. I'm one of those people that keeps to myself, thinks, oh, well, you can't do it. Um, I never said anything to work. I just said, oh, I need to leave, you know, job's not right. I just don't feel great. Um, had a couple of months off. Went. To, this is when I saw the different GP at that point as well. Um, got menopause, symptoms confirmed by my GP and started on HRT. And actually, within a couple of weeks, I felt much better. Brilliant. And now I'm actually back at the same role in the same job. And I'm pleased to say, you know, my colleagues are happy to have me back. I have now opened up to them and said oh, why why I left. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't really. I just said, oh, I'm just going to leave. It's not for me. It's not the right job. You know, yeah. because I didn't want to say well, I feel anxious, I'm crying all the time, but I can hide it really well because I'm working from home. Yeah. So how did you how did you get back, as it were? How did you how did that happen? Yeah, so like I said, I had a really fantastic GP, put me in HRT, and then in a few weeks I've started to feel a bit like myself. Yeah. Um, I'm on the um the gel, um, and that's worked really well for me. And it was actually my daughter, who's lovely. She's in her late 20s now. And she's like, Mum, you like that job. You just felt you can do it, again, in my own head. Why don't you just reach out to them? And they were so pleased. Yeah. And it was just so lovely. I said, oh, I can't do that. She's like, just do it. And, yeah, so I have my daughter to thank for me because she obviously knew me before I had all these symptoms. Yeah. And it's like, you know, just, just ask. And that's what I did. I just asked. And, you know, I've done so many wonderful things since being back at work and have now started to become uh, a co-chair of a menopause group to help other people with not having to go through the same thing. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. And and did they ask you why, what, did they, did the menopause come up when you went back? Did they? It did. Oh. I actually, yeah, I actually brought it up. I thought, I've got to just say, you know, what I thought. And they, and they were really pleased that I spoke up about it. Um, and welcome me back with open arms and yeah I'm happy back at work now which is fantastic and I dread to think you know if I hadn't seen that other GP where I would be now. That That's a lovely story isn't it I mean 
it just shows that you need to find the right doctor and it's an understanding isn't it if yeah because you were scared that it was something else more sinister that was happening to yeah. you and then it was only when you had reassurance from a doctor that actually it's the menopause that and yeah. then the double effect I suppose isn't it that you felt okay I can deal with that it's menopause and I've yeah. got something to help me that then you could get on with life I think that's fantastic yeah definitely yeah and and your company has has saved themselves from losing a really you know valued member of of their staff yeah I'm, I'm really I'm really glad I, even if I could just help one more person you know like either doing things like this um I've become an advocate at work as well now so our work colleagues set up a menopause group and I was like great I'll be part of that so I'm now one of the co-chairs there's three members in the group that we co-chair um, a menopause network and we've only recently started the last few months but it's been great we've had people on there going oh I don't know am I in perimenopause what are the perimenopause what are the symptoms um, you know it's just to help one or two people to do that and shed light particularly on those lesser known symptoms because like I said I didn't have hot flashes so why would it be menopause sort of thing um, and just to support others and that's why I'm now an advocate if I can just help one person not leave work not think they're going mad and go back to work and do the job they know they can do um, but having the right support from a GP is everything so I started to educate myself um, so that I can help and support others through this menopause network. Brilliant. And what does what what does your work do in terms of uh, you know the advocacy? What what shape does that take? Are you, do you have meetings? Do you is it online? Is it do you get together? Yeah, we've only in the first few months of setting up. It's part of a diversity and inclusion group. So menopause group is one of those groups. We've got things like men's groups as well and everything, and it's great. Um, so. We're really going to be led by the women and colleagues at the company, you know, what they want. It's really important that we sort of like help and support them. So we do a mixture of face to face. Um, we do online groups. We do breakout rooms that are completely confidential, you know, meetings recorded, etc. We don't do that in the group at all. Um, we have a team site. So people are always on there chatting. You know, I've seen this. Have you seen that? Um, in the news oh yeah I've done this I've done you know so it's really about that engagement online but we're also setting up some face-to-face -face meetings as well just so we can get together I think it's you know really important that we have that time just to talk to each other if someone you know if I had this when I started at work and I, when I was at work and thought oh maybe it is menopause then maybe I wouldn't have left you know so yeah. if we could just yeah. help some women it's great and we we actually in our first meeting we had a couple of male colleagues on there and it was great because they were like well should we be here like of course you should be here it affects everyone around us as well you know why is my wife or partner going mad why are they being like this you know um I think the more people know about it and the more it comes normalized the better yeah I, I think so and it's funny because we always say it's a it affects 50% of the population well it doesn't it, it affects 100% of the population because you know the men in our lives are all affected by it and if you have understanding men around you be it family members be it um, employers be it colleagues it, it helps doesn't it it's just that um, kindness and understanding that will go a long way to just making that pros that part of your life a little bit better to and easier to deal with 
yeah definitely for sure it affects yeah. everyone yeah and the more that we can help ourselves we can also educate others as well exactly yeah no, that's brilliant and did you share have you shared with your menopause group the fact that you left and then came back i have yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and they were surprised because you the thing is you can hide it quite well as well can't you, you think oh, i'm not yeah. going to show this side of me you know it's a work colleague um but yeah, they've been very supportive, and actually, some of the it's the symptoms thing I think that's really key. Is if you don't have those key symptoms, then you might dismiss it completely. Um, you know, a lot of people have said, "Off, oh, just forget things." I mean, I was even simple things like I remember just you know clearing away after dinner one day and thinking uh, it was a pasta with carrots and things and vegetables and things. And I remember looking at this pasta and thinking, "I don't know what that's called." <laughs> and I couldn't remember for hours, I thought, and that's when I thought, oh, gosh, maybe I have got dementia then, you know. Um, I couldn't remember a simple thing. And and it's funny because I had the same thing. My, my um, husband and daughter would say things, or I would talk to them, and they said, well, we told you that yesterday. Yeah. I, I couldn't <laughs> remember that at all. And then that happened quite a few times, and I'd think, is there something wrong with me? And and that is when you, you're you really worried that there is something seriously wrong and it could be on early onset dementia. And it is important if you if you have these symptoms to go to the doctor just to make sure. But when you find out that it's the menopause, it's almost like winning the lottery that you just feel, wow, yeah. And, and it does pass because I think I'm further along um, the journey than you are and it it, it does all come back <laughs> it's not left like that so it, it's um, for anyone listening out there that you're worried about this not everyone gets it but if it, it and it's very random when it happens and it does disappear as quickly as it came you know you you, you get back to yourself um, after a while but uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important to have any symptoms checked out but um, yeah be a brilliant but I love that story Louise that's fantastic <laughs> and and thank you so much for sharing that but is there anything else you'd like to share with my listeners I think it's just um try not to be feel you alone and just speak up to anyone even if it's a friend or a colleague at work um because once you have those start opening up those conversations you laugh about it I remember yeah, speaking to a colleague you know a close friend at work and she's like oh it's just the same it's funny and then you talk about 20 minutes randomly about your menopause symptoms and you feel so much more yourself then because you're talking about what is normal to you both you can feel very isolated I think if you don't have a chat with somebody even yes. if it's just your GP or your friend, you know. Yeah, because it's it, up until quite recently, it's been a big secret, hasn't it? It's yeah. Of, you know, don't admit it because then you're telling someone you're old, you know, you're old and um, yeah. society doesn't look at um, older women in the same way as they do as older men. You know, we're not silver vixens, although we should start calling ourselves silver <laughs> I think we should. We're allowed silver foxes, aren't we? So yeah, exactly. I think we should be allowed silver vixens. No, I just try and find anything positive now. So even if I just help one friend or colleague know about it and get some support, then that's brilliant. And, you know, that, and somebody else doesn't leave work, that's fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. they think it's dementia or something. Um, they can't cope. Yeah, I think yeah. that's yeah, that I think that's just that that's a really lovely message. And I'm sure you've helped someone listening to this. Um and I hope so. Yeah, I, hope yeah, so. No, I, I think you have. No, it's brilliant. Well, thank you very much, Louise. That was really, really helpful. And um that's great. Thank you. You're Liz. welcome, Annie. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed listening to Louise's story. 
And actually, if you're in that situation and wondering whether you can keep working because of brain fog or memory issues, please do contact someone and talk to them. Now I'm joined by Siobhan, who's going to talk to us about exactly that in the HR field and how we can retain women who are going through the menopause and help them to stay in their roles by providing support and understanding. Hi, Siobhan. Hi, Annie. How are Hello. you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, very well. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, of course. So obviously, uh, my name's Siobhan. Um, I'm 55. I've been working um, as a HR professional for around 16, 17 years. Um, I'm passionate about health and women's issues and obviously gender equality in the workplace. Um, so as part of my role as a HR professional, I like to break down the barriers, especially in regards to women's health in the workplace. Um, I like to ensure that, you know, women and employees um, have the resources and support that they need. Brilliant, brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I'm also um, I'm also a grandmother of five grandchildren that take up a lot of my time. Oh wow, <laughs> that keeps you busy. <laughs> exactly. Wow. And 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 would you like to tell us about your menopause journey? You know where you are, what you do, yeah. how you've coped. Definitely. So uh, my menopause journey has been um, ongoing for quite a few years. So I have what you call late onset menopause. So basically, um, I've never heard of it before until about a year ago. Um, and by chance that I found out that I was suffering um, with late onset menopause. Um, I literally um, was having regular periods every month, still do. Um, and one particular month, I had a very heavy, long period and I um, needed some iron tablets. So it was, you know, at a point where just coming out of COVID, where we wasn't having face-to-face -face appointments with our GP, um, so I remember, I think it was about half seven in the morning, I knew I needed iron. I had low iron for quite a few years now um, in impact of, of um, my periods. Um, so I sent a message to a nurse at our local surgery. We, I'd, we'd not long moved, so we had a new doctor's surgery. And just literally, um, I put a request in for some iron tablets, just said that I'd been bleeding for about 10 days etc etc you don't have much room to put in your life story so I tried to put in as much information as I could literally eight o'clock in the morning I had a phone call from the nurse panicking um asking me how long this has been going on um etc etc it was quite a sort of funny thing because we was obviously talking at cross purposes and then it actually dawned on her that I was still having regular periods and she said because I was coming up to 55 they consider this late onset menopause I've never heard of this before um I was a little bit sort of surprised I've heard of premature menopause but never late onset menopause mm. um so it, it was fine she sent me for a blood test and I was given iron tablets um I think for, like for myself I think I don't really speak to many people that go through late onset menopause um all my siblings and my you know my mum they went through menopause around about sort of 51 52 so that's you know the average age of when you yeah. stop um I think for me um, I mean, they say, you know, you can have positives, you can have negatives having late onset. Um, basically, one of the negatives, you could be an increased risk of breast cancer, ovarian cancer. Um, and one of the positive things, you could live longer or you can look younger. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> how accurate that is. But, you know, when you when I found out, I sort of done Dr. Google and, and sort of researched it. Um, I have joined um, online menopause groups. 
Um, and literally, it's very few people that have late onset menopause. People do tend to go through menopause around about the early 50s. Um, for me, myself, my journey, I've taken a real sort of natural approach. So I'm not having no HRT. Um, I decided I was going to do this or try to do this if I could. Um, and also, um, because of health reasons, I can't take HRT anyway. Um, so I try and do some yoga. I've recently taken up dance. So I do burlesque once a week. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's been, yeah, it's been really empowering. Um, and I was because I have arthritis as well. So I have other health conditions. Um, so I take vitamins. Um, I'm a vegetarian or a pescatarian, I should say, because I do have some fish. Um, so I really do try and look after myself in that aspect. Um, I wouldn't say to suffer. I literally, I mean, I have say hot flushes. I don't feel like they're hot flushes. I feel like they're hot half a days. So I could sort of wake up in the morning. I feel absolutely boiling. Um, and I have to open up all the windows. I mean, I feel sorry for my husband in the winter because the house is <laughs> freezing. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so that's how I feel. Um, I say I still get regular periods, so I still feel like I get PMT. Um, so, yeah, it, it's quite an unusual sort of journey for me. So, um, but yeah, that, that's where I am at at the moment in my journey. And, and you don't feel you've had any uh, perimenopause symptoms? I mean, because presumably you are, you are still perimenopause, aren't you, yeah. even though you're 55? Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I've had the, the heavy periods, um, obviously. Yeah, that, that's not very many. Um, the hot flushes I, I get, sleeplessness, that's that's a new one. Um, and getting up in the night to pee. Um, the other night, it was like three times in the night. That's something quite new. Um, but other than that, not really. I've, I've been I've been pretty good. So I'm really happy with that so far. Mm, I guess I mean, the only problem is just that you having the bleeding every month that's just a pain isn't it at this it age? is definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you speak to your peers and and you know they talk about they've not had a period for years and you know it's just it feels really strange when you're sitting there and you're just like oh I've got, I've got really bad period pain you know, you, know just, <laughs> you feel yeah. like you're lying you know it's just a, it, it's quite it's quite a strange thing but yeah it is it's very unusual and and not you know speaking to many people that have had the late onset menopause I think that's what I find really unusual I mean there are people out there but um I just think it's just not talked about yes yeah I mean it's one of the joys of of menopause is that not having those monthly bleeds and uh, all the yes. costs associated with it but hopefully it's... it'll all end soon <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, and and so the, the the main part of today we were going to discuss about um, your role in HR and how yes. uh, we can help other companies to look after their female staff, retain them, um, yes. create a, a, a warm, welcoming environment for them. Yeah, no, definitely. So I'm I'm quite passionate about menopause, especially having a, a policy in the workplace. Um, I think I sort of, I think for myself being in HR. And speaking to managers, when you know, especially if a, if a person's of a certain age and they're underperforming, um, and you know, and I'll always have a chat with a manager, say, you know, what what are the issues, and they say, well, they've performed before, so what's made something different now? Um, what I find is is that if if I feel that somebody's at a certain age, and I feel you know, because menopause can impact you on your performance in the workplace, it's about managers considering that. Um, and it is quite hard to get that message out there. Um, I, I'll give you one example of where I've um, spoke to a manager and they 
she was um, a quite young manager. She was managing somebody in their 50s. This person, she was excellent at her job. There was no issues. All of a sudden, this person was having sick days here and there. She found she was really struggling. She asked if she could work from home several days a week. But I think the lack of communication between them wasn't there um or was there there was lack of communication um so basically um I spoke to the manager and I just said to the manager do you think that she could be suffering with menopause symptoms um and I was quite shocked um at her reaction so basically she just said I'm not asking her that and that sort of got me thinking because this person could be struggling with menopause symptoms and she doesn't feel confident enough to speak to her manager about this um, and this meant that the person was going on a performance plan. Um, and, you know, and what you find is, is that when people do start struggling at work, if they don't feel confident enough to ask for help, they will end up leaving or they'll be dismissed from a role, um, which is, is really unfair. So oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I do find that. And I just think it's about managers having the having the confidence or, you know, the knowledge around menopause I'm not saying you don't really go in and ask that but it's just about having that conversation with people you know if people are struggling I'm not saying you outright say to people are you suffering with the menopause it's <laughs> about you know finding out from them what it is that's um in, you know impacting C- can I help in any way you know and ask them what support you need um if somebody you know says to you you know can I work from home um and I think what I, I tend to find is people are really reluctant if an older person wants to work from home, home a couple of days, yet they're more likely to accept a request if it's a woman with young children because they've got to pick up their children from school. Mm. So it's it's about being sort of flexible and being open-minded. Um, and, you know, and obviously considering reasonable adjustments. I mean, reasonable adjustments can be really simple. So it could be like having a desk fan on your desk and as I say about working from home or start and finish times or some people they want to reduce their hours because they're really struggling you know fatigue I know I've known people that said they've really struggled with fatigue they're up in the night several times and they feel really tired um yet it's it, you know and people will say oh no we can't do that I think COVID has shown that lots of roles can be worked from home mm, so um, yeah and and have later starts. You you can get the if it's a job where you can get the work done at any time. You can start late and finish late, can't you? Ex- flexibility. Exactly, exactly. And it's about having you know menopause policies in place. Not just having the policies in place. It's about implementing and ensuring that everybody's aware of this. Um, I, I feel like menopause is still a bit of a stigma in organisations, and it shouldn't be. Um, or it's a bit of a joke. I feel you know it's 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 perceived as um and it shouldn't be um i and i feel you know if you have so your policies in place your guidance um have training um lots of organizations are having menopause cafes now or champions you know and you don't have to write a, a policy from scratch there are lots of resources out there i think it's the balance um website is it louise newson i think her name is um, on her website, they actually got a menopause policy that they encourage people to use. And it's quite sort of standard. So you can go in and put your own information in. And it, it's really useful 
tool mm. um and i think is it peppy they have um a toolkit that people can use that includes i think um surveys that people can put out for an organization so there's lots of free resources out there you don't have to necessarily pay for it um, but if you are a large company you can pay for certain apps that can support people in the workplace that are suffering with menopause I think in that example you gave of the lady who suddenly started underperforming and had a boss yeah. probably a good, was it 20 or 30 years younger than yeah. her, that, that's, a, I guess, an awareness issue, isn't it? Because in our 20s, we had no clue about the menopause and Definitely. just, you know, it's another planet, it might as well yeah. be on. And I guess what companies need there is that all managers or all staff, really, whatever age they are, need to be aware of the impact it can have on yeah. employees of a certain age. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, I know I always say to people, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are, you start preparing for the menopause now if you can. Um, I, I think it's really important. And, you know, and an awareness as well. It's just making sure that you know what to expect. Because I'll be honest with you, um, I I found it a bit of a shock. I feel like it was, you know, as I say, it was always treated, it was never really talked about in the workplace when I first started out in HR. Um and even now it's just starting, you know, because obviously you've got D- Davina McCall out there sort of promoting it, but it's all about HRT. Um, some people don't want to do the HRT journey. So if they don't, people may be suffering a bit more. And it may be that they don't want to, maybe they can't because of health reasons. So it's, it's being sort of aware of that. Um, in, you know, as I said before, making sure you've got your policies in place. Um, managers have an awareness. Everybody has. It's about being respectful as well. Um, you know, and if somebody does come to you and they confide in you that they feel they need a reasonable adjustment, it's about taking it seriously. Um, you know, referring to OH, um, just whatever other resources you have in the organization. But I think the biggest thing is about first of all, I can't even say this enough, it's about having the policy and guidance and then maybe having your champions in place that people can go and speak to in a confidential manner if they feel that they're struggling and they can't speak to the line manager for example because the line manager may be a male and they don't feel comfortable talking about personal issues that are happening to them or physical issues so they can speak to a menopause champion who can maybe liaise on behalf of them. Mm. And I guess having a a policies in place you have to be careful don't you because sometimes especially bigger companies will put policies in place but then not necessarily follow through on the policy, you know, it's almost lip yeah. service. So you have to actually, the policies have to mean something and be meaningful in terms of when someone does have a problem that they are listened to. Because I think yeah. I've said this quite a lot on, on these podcasts. I think all women want is kindness and understanding. We don't want days off or we don't want, yeah. um, we, we don't want um, allowances. It's just being understood and listen to and just a bit of kindness at a stage in life where you're just especially when it first happens and the symptoms first appear when you're coming to terms with it and not feeling yourself yeah definitely definitely and I think as I say you know people you're right people can have policies and guidance in place and they're just sitting there and they're no use um so I do feel you know like maybe there's a there's a menopause day once a year if you know if you can get a guest speaker in there's lots of places out there that you know can provide somebody to come in and talk about menopause um i've been on several i've been on one about um premature menopause which was a really interesting one um and i i, I 
uh, had one last year, someone just talking about their menopause journey. So it's really interesting. Um, and I think if you keep it on people's radar, there's posters that you can put up um, around, you know, the office environment, um, promoting um, menopause day. Um, say if you have the menopause cafe, people can meet, say, every month or every quarter um, and, you know, discuss their own sort of experiences. You know, we're not expecting people to provide medical advice, but it's just about sometimes I find when you're talking to people who have similar symptoms to you, it's really good to actually feel, actually, I'm not going mad because a lot of people, when they're going through menopause, they have the brain fog and actually feel like they are absolutely, you know, their mental health is suffering and they need to speak to somebody. It's not about being prescribed something. It's just about actually, I suppose, releasing um frustration and how you feel so I find that's really helpful yeah and finding out just where to go if you do need to go to someone in an organization especially a big organization yeah. because it's it might not always be obvious yeah and, and if they don't like the person or if it's, as you say if it's male or yeah. that person isn't the person they want to speak to it's it's finding someone they can speak to yeah. or getting someone to speak on their behalf which, yeah, yeah and and also understanding I think you know organizations everybody's journey is different some people can sell for the menopause no problem some people really do struggle and if you understanding that I think I've seen too many times where you know people have tried to compare especially in, in, in illnesses people say well that person suffers with that but they don't have days off and you know it's just understanding that really and, yeah you know, yeah Brilliant. Well, I think that's been really helpful, um, Siobhan, and and um, hopefully, you know, smaller companies who it, it can be difficult to know what to do as a smaller company to um, help no. women and possibly not able to have policies and formal um, things in place, but just knowing yeah. how to support their staff who are at this stage in their life. Definitely, definitely. And as I say, if, if you do have an older member of staff and they are struggling and, you know, and their work has been great and all of a sudden they are struggling with their work um, and underperforming, it's about looking at the bigger picture. Yes, I think that's yeah. really key, isn't it? And, and in fact, yeah. um, the, uh, the person I spoke to previously is exactly the same. So it w- was in that situation and actually left. So it's um, yeah. it's a timely conversation we're having because we really don't want to lose good women in the workplace. And unfortunately, it's happening all the time. There are, there are women. I mean, if, if, you, if you're an organisation and you do your exit interviews and you're seeing a woman of a certain age are leaving, you need to be asking yourself why. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And do you really need to lose that person? Because if yeah. you ask the right questions, you'll probably find that you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That was great, Siobhan. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I, oh, and, thank um, you. I hope there's people listening who will actually... Um, find someone and, and we'll stop them leaving because they're yeah. listening to this. Brilliant. Great. Hopefully. Thanks, Siobhan. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks, Annie. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Menopause Buddies. If you'd like to share your story on the podcast, please contact me on Annie at menopausebuddies.co.uk. Until next week.